This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. The other day, I woke up and I heard this noise, and I was wondering where the noise was coming from. So I go down to the front door, thinking that maybe there was someone at the door. There was no noise at the front door, so I go down another level, and there was a little bird, a little robin, who was pecking on the window. And he was actually kind of stuck in a deep window well on the lower level of my house. And this little bird was pecking on the window in such a way that if he had kept it up, he might have broken through. Because I know that I've seen robins be quite destructive, even pecking on houses in my neighborhood and putting holes on really solid material. So I go up to the window well and I start talking to the robin from inside the house. And I tell him, you stop that. And he's looking at me and we're fussing at each other. And he was really kind of feisty. You know, he sort of like fluffed his wings up and puffed up. And he was really small. And I said, this is interesting. Now, unless you want some bad things to happen, I said, I suggest that you stop pecking on the window right away. So he stopped and he was watching me and I was watching him. And as I watched him, I thought, you know, there's something wrong here. A robin shouldn't be down here in this deep window well. And so I said, it's small, but it probably should know how to fly. But as I watched it, I, I came to the conclusion that maybe it was injured and maybe it really didn't know how to fly. So I talked to my husband about it. He goes down and eventually looks at the robin. And while he was on a watch down there, he saw that a mother bird came and fed this little bird. And it did appear that this bird couldn't fly, but whether it was because it was too young to fly or was injured, he didn't know. So we were keeping an eye on it. What should we do? How should we intervene? We knew the bird had food. We knew the bird had water. And it seemed to be stuck in the window well. So I said, well, could we build any kind of a plank or something that it could climb out on? And my husband said, no, it's too deep. And he wouldn't be able to walk up on the plank. You know, that wouldn't work. Okay, and we knew we couldn't really touch the bird or do anything that might cause the mother to reject it. So we're trying to figure out how to give this bird the best opportunity for recovery in this really difficult uh, circumstance and situation. So we just kept monitoring it. And in the meantime, the bird did take uh, heed to the warning, realizing that he's sharing now our house with us, but it's really our house that maybe he shouldn't try to peck the window open. So that was a good deal. <laughs> and so as I sort of was thinking about this, I was saying, I wonder what's going to happen next. So a couple days go by and I asked my husband, what's the story with the robin? And he said, the robin is gone. I said, well, what do you think happened to it? And he said, well, he probably didn't make it. And my husband was trying to be really kind of... Um, gentle about it. But the bottom line is, most likely, this robin not being able to fly and do what it was designed to do and being stuck in the window well, he might have died or a predator bird, well, I'll call a cleanup bird, might have swooped down in there and gotten him. In any case, he was gone. So this whole thing really prompted me to think about 
what are some lessons, you know, we can learn from this story about the little robin? And one thing I'll say on the positive, number one, that I really liked about this robin, this robin, he showed up, I'm going to call it, with the will to live and the will to work another day. Injured or not, he was feisty, he had energy, and he was not going to be thwarted. And I think that that attitude is a really important one and a good attitude when you're thinking about what you have to do every day at work to really show up with that energy and feistiness. So that's number one. He had that. Secondly, the mother bird in this case, I will say, is representing the company or the organization. And the mother bird was providing food and some necessary resources for this robin to do his work and to be able to make it another day. Now, even though the mother bird was providing what the mother bird could provide, which were the worms and the water and so on, the water was already there from the rain. When you think about it, the organization, just like if you think about Pharaoh in, in the Bible and down in Egypt and when the Israelites were in slavery, he gave the people originally straw in order to make bricks. Now, although the straw was provided for them to make bricks, the people, the workers, had to make the bricks. So they got the resources, but they still had to turn around and make the bricks. So, yep, number one, you come with energy and will to work, the feistiness. Number two, the company provides you with some resources. And number three, even with those resources, you still have to make the bricks or whatever is required. And if you fail to produce those bricks or whatever it is that needs to happen, Ultimately, you're not really going to survive in an organization. And so in this case, this bird, in order to do its mission, had to be able to fly. And there was a period of time that he had to get on board to get the flying muscle activated. However, if that failed, then he was not going to succeed. And so when we think about in organizations, we want to enable success. Give people time to learn to fly. However, at the same time, we don't want to enable what is not sustainable. So let's say the bird doesn't learn to fly, is not going to be able to do what it is purposed and designed to do, then that bird may have to go on to something else. So in nature, what I've noticed is that nature is very efficient. It gives you a little bit of time to get it together. And then if you don't get it together, the cleanup bird comes along and you're still contributing to the ecosystem because you're going to be food for somebody else in that sense. So I want us to think about that. Think about you and your organization. What are the resources that you need to supply to your people? And if you are a worker in the organization, what kind of flying skills are you required to master? How much time is that going to take you? What resources do you need to make that happen? And when is time up? In organizations, there is work to be done by the company and there's work to be done by the worker. And sometimes we get confused about that. And that's why I said sometimes time's up. I want to give another example that relates to birds. I don't know if you've ever watched birds coming out of the shell. And sometimes we can be really tempted to jump in there and help the bird get out of the shell. And it's the absolute worst thing that you could do. The bird actually needs to struggle 
to break out of the shell because in doing that, they're actually strengthening their muscles and they're strengthening their bodies for life outside the shell. So if you help them, it means they come into the world crippled and less skilled to be able to live another day. So if I think about this in the organizational context, there are times when the organization has to step back and allow that team member to do their part of breaking out of the shell, if you will. And if the person is unable to do the work of breaking out of the shell, they may not be the right fit for the organization. Now, this doesn't mean that there's not an organizational role, just like in the story I mentioned with the robin, that mother robin was feeding food to that baby robin. She couldn't fly for the baby robin. That baby had to figure that part out on their own with the resources that they th- that they had available. So again, back to that point about enabling success without enabling what's not sustainable, also be thinking about it may seem cruel to step back and watch, and yet that's what you have to do and allow people to grow, to develop, to test their wings, and to fly. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.